Ready? Energy up. Woo! I'm Delta Work, and it's time for a very Delta. Bob the Drag Queen is here, but first, do you want to see me go off? Because I think you want to see me go off. M. Oh. M. Mom! Are you a lady like me? Introspective, beautiful. Oh, are you intellectual like me? Beguiled by a bargain? You like wild times? Oh, like me? Are you serving the community like me? Well, if you are, then you must be very Delta. I'm Delta Work, and it's time for Very Delta a luxury public access podcast and YouTube talk show where I look gorgeous, speak extemporaneously, and invite fascinating people to sit on the couch and get Very Delta. Very Delta is for the woman who has questions about the chocolate potato salad ice cream at Salt and Straw, now available in downtown Disney. But first, let's get into some things that are Very Delta. Let's do that again. Was it? All right, let's leave it then. I like it. Go off Delta! I wonder when Olive Garden is going to catch on to the fact that when I order my meal, I'm never going to eat the meal. I am just going to keep having them replenish the unlimited salad and breadsticks until I'm completely satiated. And then before I leave, I'm going to ask for extra bread for the table. I'm going to say it like this. They're going to say, oh, can we get you anything else? I'm going to say, oh, could we get a little more bread for the table? And then they'll bring out more bread for the table. And then I'm going to sit there, chill for a minute, finish my iced tea. And I'm going to say, oh, could we get a box? And then they're going to bring a box out. And I'm going to put my whole meal that I never touched because I've been replenishing salad and salad and bread and salad and bread and salad and bread. And then I'm going to get that last bit of breadsticks that they brought. And I'm going to put those in the bag, too. And I'm going to eat my tour of Italy at home. That's how I'm going to do it. I mean, I know they have a meal there that's like unlimited soup, salad, and breadsticks. But in reality, every meal you order there comes with one option, either a soup or a salad. And those are both unlimited. But it's one or the other, right? Most people will get their salad bowl and they'll mix the salad up. And then they'll eat their salad and they'll go, oh, my meal is coming And then they'll push the salad bowl away and then they'll have their meal and they'll have some bread and then they're good. I'm maximizing this experience. I'm maximizing this experience. I love, I could just eat salad, right? Like I just want salad. I mean, I do want that other stuff, but I'm going to take that home. I'm just going to keep replenishing that. And I'm not the pig with the cheese. Like I know they say like, let me know when it's enough cheese. Like I'm not like shaming anyone, but like, I just need like enough cheese. I don't need them to like go forever. I just need like, let's see, one, two, three, four, like about five seconds. One, two, three, four, five. And I'm like, that's good. Not that I could eat more of it, but like I, I want to taste everything in the salad. I will say they're a little stingy on the dressing and I don't want to always ask for more because not other people at the table might be having the unlimited salad as an option with this. So not everybody wants, you know, they're, salad doused in that but I love that dressing because it's sour and like mm, it's like tart right here and I love the tomato I want more tomatoes and pepperoncinis in mine um for some reason I don't care where I eat a salad and this is not an olive garden thing this is not a chili's thing this is not a lucille's this is not a wood ranch this is in general I always get the ass of the lettuce I always get that pit that's like that big it's nobody's fault. I know they just chop this out, throw it all in there. And then, you know, it's a quality control thing, whatever. But I always get that. But of why do I always get that part? Whatever. But I just you always have to ask for extra bread, like ask for the bread. And I tell you what, the trick on the bread. You can make it at home. It's just butter and garlic salt. Like it's not garlic powder. It's garlic salt. So if you get some breadsticks from. Walmart or Target or whatever, you can make it yourself, but it's so much better there. And also those, um, what are those things that are called that they give you? Those Andes mints. 
I'm going to need a handful. I don't, I don't want this like, well, there's three people at the table. Here's three. Like, no girl, like hook it up. You know what I mean? Ask for extra bread before you ask for your box. Because if you ask your box and you wrap your food up, you can't just say like, can you give me some more bread? Because your dining experience is over. But if they think that they're, you know, somebody's going to watch this and fuck me over so hard. I know it. I'm going to get banned from Olive Garden. God, I I do love Olive Garden. I don't want to get banned. The other day I was at Olive Garden and there was a lady there and she uh she ordered it was lunchtime. It was her and she had two other people with her and the, maybe a kid. Not that a kid's not a person, but you know what I'm saying, like full-grown adults and then like a child, maybe 10, 12, I don't know how old they are. Um and she ordered the soup, salad, and breadsticks, which is a great option, I think. Um, and then she goes, what are your wines? Now, first of all, they have a thing there that says, right, like, this is what we have. We have a Paloma. We have a whatever, like, pretty drinks that you want. And then I'm sure there's a wine list in there. And I don't know what they have. Gallo? <laughs> Sutter Home? Something? Like, Sutter Mill? I don't know what kind of shit they have there, but it's probably, you know, not going to be, listen, this is not dinner at 21. You know what I'm saying? Like, this is, this is going to be what it's going to be. We're at Olive Garden. Next door to this Olive Garden is a linens and things that went bankrupt. So like it's closed down, like there's that. And then on the other side is like Coldwell Bank something. So you get it. This is not a standalone place in Beverly Hills or something, but she wanted to know what the wine, what, what are the wines? But she did like, uh, what are your wines? But like asked and then went, this is the person. Uh, what are your wines? Like it was just so like, ah, oh, I don't know if I can, if you don't have the right wines. I mean, come on. This is the, the, the person was like, well, here's the list. So it's right here. And uh, there's red ones and there's white ones. And so then she asked if she could sample the wines. Well, I need to sample the wines. Why? You need to see what pairs well with iceberg lettuce and red cabbage salad? What do you fucking need a sommelier to eat? The salad is great. Don't get me wrong. It's all about the dressing. But these salads that she's eating, this salad is literally the iceberg lettuce mix. It's not even like, I don't know, it's not butter leaf and like field greens or something. Like it's just, that's all, it's that. A quarter of aroma tomato, three olives, two pepperoncinis, a squirt of vinaigrette dressing, and it's mixed up. The soups, we know they come out of a bag that you cut open and pour in and heat up. I get it. The food is all, it's already comes in. Like no one's back there making lasagna for the day. They're making lasagna for the next 30 minutes by pulling out a tray, sticking it in there, popping it in there, putting a flag in it and pushing it out. Like that's it. I, and I'm not pretending that that's gross or that it's anything more. But I don't think you need to sample the wine at a place like that. You know what I mean? Like, just get, just say, I don't know, house red, huh, house white. Bring me some, I don't know, maybe they get fancy on certain days and you're like, you can have a Shiraz. I don't know what they have, but I don't fucking drink wine. Can I sample the iced tea? Uh, what's your iced tea today? I can only hear from here. I can't look at you. I'm pretending you're not there. Well, fucking come on, dude. At fucking Olive Garden. Oh, don't do all that. We don't need all that show. That's enough. That's enough of that. And also, too, can someone please explain to me a dry Swiffer? I have never in my life heard of a technology. You know, I moved, right? So I'm in a place where there's no, my my home has no carpeting whatsoever. So... I've just lived my whole adult life mostly. Well, my whole adult life, yes. I've lived my whole adult life in a place with carpet. So I'm not particularly I'm not particularly familiar with seeing a lot of dust bunnies because I've always vacuumed everything. So now I realize that like little dust bunnies will like maybe start like floating away because I don't know, a ball of hair or something from a wig or whatever. So we got the Swiffer. Oh, get it. Let's get a Swiffer. You go down the aisle. Oh, get a Swiffer. And then you can just pick things up. And I thought, well, that's interesting. So you buy the stick. 
And then you buy this package that's honestly about, it's about that big. And that these are the refills for it. So I thought, well, I don't know. It must have some sort of like magnetized, like, I don't know. It attracts in a certain way. So we get home and I open it up and like, you take the stick out, which looks like a, a broomstick or a mop, a mop handle. And then you stick it on there and then you literally get your hands and then just fold this paper towel on there. And then you just walk around with this long stick and you just go. I'm swiffering. Look what I'm doing. And then you take it off and you throw it. That's the technology. This is what we've been waiting for. And I remember when Swiffers came around and I was like, oh, I don't really have a need for that. My kitchen at the time, I mean, I swear to God, my kitchen in my apartment was as big as this table. So, you know, but now I'm thinking I waited all this time to get into the dry Swiffer technology. I've got a roll of paper towels right there. I could I could take a broom handle and stick a paper towel on and go like that. I could act. You know what I could do? I could get off my ass and just get a paper towel like this. And squat down and wipe up whatever hairball is there and fucking put it in the trash. But instead, I need to pay $17 for this. And then, I don't know, $8 for the pack of this. So I could go, look at me. That's the technology. Somebody made money off that. There's so much money that was made off of that. And I never thought of it. I never thought of it. I never. I sit on a law. Did I talk about the... um, the cowboy boot, the cowboy boot mules, Mark. Uh, this is the time to talk about it. I sit on so many things that like are ideas. When I was a kid, like everybody knew I, how homosexual I was. I used to have cowboy boots that I would wear with shorts because that's just what I wore. That's just that was what I did when I was a little boy. I got bored with my boots one day. And I got a scissors and a knife and I cut the whole shaft off the boot and I cut it into a mule. So it was just like a, like a cowboy boot mule with like the little heel. And I walked around in that and I was just like, oh, these are my shoes. I didn't know what a mule was, but I knew that that's what that needed to look like. Who was going to know that we were going to fast forward to 1992 and singers like Tanya Tucker and Susie Boggess and Pam Tillis were going to be wearing boots like that with skirts, with like little shirts and like a yoke of like, this would be like denim and then it would be flippy. And then they would be wearing that. And like, that was a thing. I invented that. I invented the cowboy boot mule in the eighties in Norwalk, California. And I could have made money off that, but I didn't because I was not empowered to believe that that was going to be a thing. I sit on too many inventions. I, I, I lay claim to the cowboy boot mule to this day. And I feel like because of that, whoever out there that actually does manufacture that for their own companies should make that up to like a size 11 because that would be perfect for me. And I would be able to buy them now manufactured properly. And that's the same thing with the Swiffer. Why didn't I think about, oh my God, let's get a stick. Let's put a piece of a paper towel on it. Not even a whole paper towel, like one of those select a size. And then let me just go like this. And walk around the house. <laughs> Look at me. I'm swiffering. Dumb. And that's technology. That is the technology. And people are buying it left and right. There's an aisle for it. <sighs> Do you want to see me take a break? Because I think you want to see me take a break. This podcast is brought to you by Squarespace. Squarespace is the all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online. 
Whether you're just starting out or managing a growing brand, Squarespace makes it easy to create a beautiful website, engage with your audience, and sell anything from products to content to time, all in one place, all on your terms. Everything is online today, and Squarespace offers so many features to make your website so sleek and professional. I love to shop online, and I like to see how different small businesses and people have their websites set up. For me, it says a lot about how the customer service experience will play out based on a company's web design. I can always tell when a website is well-built and well-managed. It's the functionality, and Squarespace has it. With Squarespace, you can book appointments through your site. They provide everything you need to manage your schedule, accept secure payments, send automatic reminders. You can have an online store. You can sell your products directly on your site. And they offer amazing analytics too, which is great for growing your business. You can learn where your site visits and sales are coming from and analyze which channels are the most effective. So check out squarespace.com slash verydelta for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, use offer code verydelta, all one word, to save 10% on your first purchase of a website or domain. Forehead Botox, uh-huh. just for life in general, but for drag, this will save your life. Like how? Like so the crack, you know the cracks. Yeah. They they just stop. Like you you won't have to keep like pressing powder into right. the crevices. And that's me. Like and I, I feel like the harder I push, girl, you can't like Exactly. Like, yeah, you I'm trying to get to the bone at this point. Right. But um I started doing and you know, Layla McQueen, who was doing my makeup for three seasons on We're Here, was like, Thank you so much for getting Botox. <laughs> for getting Botox. <laughs> Thank you for having surgery. Not yeah. that it's a surgery, but but, but yeah, a procedure, sorry. And, right. and honestly, and it doesn't really do a whole lot out of drag, if I'm being honest, because the lines go away as you Sure. When you're not wearing makeup, the lines appear and they go away. Mm-hmm. But then when you're wearing makeup, the lines happen and they stay because they make <laughs> creases. They look and like little like little road maps. Yeah. So that was that was like driving. I should put my hat back on. Sorry for the lighting. Um energy up. Woo. We're gonna go right to uh segment two. I think that's what we'll do. Mm-hmm. We are recording a audio podcast with a visual element, so um, we will be referring to the cards for accuracy. Uh, hi. Oh, thank you. Hi. Give it up for a dip in the studio, Hello. everyone. Where are you going? Why do you run like that? Dippiana, big Dippiana. Why do you run away like that? Do we call him Dipper here or are we, are we going by government here? I call him Dan and he gets mad. Dan? Oh. And he gets mad. I can't even imagine. Like, hey, when d- we get serious about it, me and Mark will be like, oh, um, do you have you spoken with Dan? And he's like, why do you guys keep calling me that? I'm like, isn't that me? I don't understand. I've known Dipper for probably uh, 13 years now. Oh, shit. Okay. When he moved from Chicago to New York. Okay. Before uh, we all flee to LA. Uh-huh. And, and we, all, we all didn't. We all act like we don't want to. We, we all flee to LA. All of us. Everybody? Yeah. Everybody lives in Hollywood. Madonna said it. Oh, Madonna. Everybody Madonna. lives in Hollywood. One of my favorites is here today, and I'm glad she is. Although, in a gentler world, she would be opening Madonna's celebration tour in a few hours. True. True. <laughs> I know. We would have been like a few shows in already, but uh, yeah. the Queen of Pop um, got a bacterial infection right. and had to be intubated, and she was unresponsive. But, you know, she is a fighter. For sure. The material girl. Became the bacterial girl. Fuck. <laughs> and now she's the feeling good girl. And she's the 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 queen is the queen is back. So we're gonna be going back on the road. We're starting in October okay. in the in the Europe. I I keep saying UK, but it's somewhere in Europe. I think it might be in UK, but we're starting in October in Europe. Then we're gonna every date that was before October is gonna be somehow relocated, I believe. Do not quote me on that. Go to Madonna's website or Live Nation and they'll tell you what's really the team. What was your first interaction with Madonna? I hosted Madonna's um, Pride show in 2022. Okay. And so I've been working with Madonna for like over a year now. I spent two birthdays with Madonna, actually. Two of my birthdays with, wow. her, with her. And um, my first interaction was a rehearsal. And um, she walked. I, I walked up to her. She was talking to her music producer. And then she, um, she went. <laughs> and then she goes, I don't have COVID. That's the first thing Straight she said up. to me. I don't have COVID. And she was right. She didn't have it. But I will get a bacterial infection. <laughs> yeah, years yeah. down the road. Years down the road. About a year down the road. But yeah, that was my first interaction. It was rehearsing for the Pride show, um, which was such a... It's, it's really cool. I mean, Madonna is a force. Being around her is uh, really inspiring. Mm-hmm. Um, 
she's really amazing. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm really happy that I, that I get to be part of her camp. To be honest, how, like, how fancy is the whole thing? Like, how do costumes work with that? Well, she has a whole team. I mean, she, Madonna has a, a whole team around her, and uh, she has a really great stylist named Eob. Shout out to Eob, um, and he uh, is helping you know dress me for the for the tour with, of course, with his entire team, mm-hmm. um, and they they spare no expense. These these sure. garments are beautiful, beautiful. Yeah. Well, we were talking off camera about sparing no expense because I love your hat. Thank you. And we were talking about like investing in good pieces that last a long time. Yes. So this is a lack of color. It's an Australian company. I have them shipped from Australia. Mm -hmm. That makes it sound like I'm not just ordering them online. Right. Right. (laughs) I have them shipped, you see. (laughs) And I was saying like this hat, like I've had this hat. So if you, if any of you have watched the uh, season of uh, the episode of We're Here in Orlando, we did a two-parter in Orlando, okay. and this this uh, my drag kid's mom took this hat. Off. I will never forget this. I was so mad at this woman. We were driving in a go kart, a golf cart. I mean, because everyone in the in the village is drives in golf carts. Uh-huh. She took my hat because it was too windy off my head, put it on her head to protect her hair, and then grabbed the brim, stop it, and pulled it down. And essentially started destroying my hat. Never. I, I was so blown away that she would, because this hat is expensive. It is an expensive hat. I was like right. so mad that she was harming my hat. But then I, I took it back, gave it a little bit of uh, steaming, and it is back as good as new. Yeah. Quality. And you could not get that with a cheap with a cheap hat. Because I right. bought I, I bought cheap and I, and I bought expensive. You save so much money, so much time, when you just buy the nice one the first time. Right. You really, right. and it lasts for, I could probably give this hat to like my niece and nephew. Down the line, down, but not anytime soon. No, I don't. I don't want them to have it. Also, and my head is big. I don't think my niece will ever have a head this big. And I and I usually carry like a, a, a nice bag. This is a coach bag. Uh huh. And I oh, and I have something for you. Oh, you do? Okay. Yeah, because you mentioned that you you live in Long Beach, Long Beach area, which is yeah. so exciting because you won this award from LA Times, the best of Southland. You won for the South Bay, Long Beach, and uh, South Los Angeles area, the Delta Work oh, Park. Oh my yes. goodness. But we're also not done because you won in two regions. There are two areas. How did you get these? Listen, I, uh, Dan. Dan. <laughs> he's, going to, Dan. he's going to kill me. You also won for Westside, Downtown, and East Los Angeles. I mean, we might as well take both categories. I mean, Thank you. Congrats, congratulations, by the way. Thank I love you. your podcast and I love your rants. And I think I fell in love with this podcast after the subway conversation. You know what? I, I'm, I'm appreciative for the fact that people, um, that it resonates with people. Because honestly, whenever I talk about anything, there's always going to be those people that go, you know, there's bigger fish to fry. And I say, right here, we, we fry the small fish. Yeah, then go fry your fish, Because bitch. I can't fix anything that's going on in this fucking world. In the world where there are aliens, right. if Delta wants to make sure her fucking Subway sandwich is great. I need it. Fuck off and let me have my nourishment in the way that I want. I need, do you eat at Subway ever? I do. I, I used to do it more in New York City than I do in um in LA. Uh-huh. But I remember I had this great experience on the subway on 125th Street. Um and I was I was at the subway and I like a lot of black pepper. Okay. Like an absurd amount okay, of black pepper. I do pepper. too, actually. And this guy, I was like, all right, he he says, Tell me when he's going. Mm-hmm. And then he stops. And I said, No, 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 come on. Give me a little more. Right. He's 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 like and I was like, no, no, I want a lot of black pepper. And then he looked at me and was like, that's enough. Uh, and stopped giving no, me. No, I don't like that. And I was like, Mm-mm. as if I'm like hurting your margins right. with black pepper. Right. Baby, this is cheap. Cover my sandwich in black pepper. Don't, don't, like, like I'm at the bar drunk. He cut me off. Right. On black pepper. Right. So that really annoyed me. So I don't know what that guy's doing today, if he's still at Subway, but he should not be working in that line of, if you if you can't give me my sandwich the way I want it, then you shouldn't be in this line of business. Well, you know, I always feel like people think like it's coming out of their paycheck or something. And even if it is, it's black, black pepper. pepper. Now, if, what if it was white pepper though? Is I mean, that I think more that expensive? might be a little more expensive. Is it more expensive? I don't know. Does cook. it taste different? I can't cook. I, I'm not good at cooking at all. You can't tell what I just bought recently, uh, which is like the most it's not cool but i can't stop talking about it i bought a drone and what do you like how does that work i'm so curious as to these things oh uh, tell me tell me tell me. so exciting okay imagine if you could throw your iphone in the air uh-huh but keep it up there and just catch footage you can fly a drone two miles away from where you are uh-huh. and it will still work i i flew my drone to my friend's house 
with his permission, recorded him in the window, and then flew it back. And it just, that's just the technology. And that's just where technology is. So I want to get a shot of someone in their pool uh-huh. on like a floaty or something. And then I want to get a shot going up of them relaxing in their pool. I tried to get a shot of my friend Assad, who's a, a, a music theater director who's uh-huh. been shooting me for years. And I was like, oh, for your birthday, I'm going to get a shot of you. But then I crashed the drone into a group of women. Dang. Yeah. Assad, your name came up, uh, not just here, but it came up on my Instagram. And I saw you like my things, which I appreciate all the support, but you don't follow me. Yeah, what the fuck, Assad? Why don't you follow me? You got something against award-winning podcast? I think I know what it is. I think you're just lurking. Is it, are you? I lurk. I lurk a lot too. I man. lurk on everybody's Ooh, shit. I love to. You lurk. know what? I lo- I love looking at Instagram. Like I'm one of those people, and TikTok too. Like I don't give back to TikTok as much as I get from TikTok, and I should give mm. maybe uh, go live and do all that stuff because people like I think people people want to have a good time, but I always fear that. You know, for a while on Instagram, especially during the pandemic, when you would go live, there would get those groups of people that would go in and they would just say negative things, which, you know, we it's what is it? uh, Water off a duck's back, whatever. Nobody really thinks about it because you're expecting that if you ignore it, it kind of goes away. But then when there's newer spaces where like TikTok to me is kind of a newer space. Yeah. In the the grand scheme of social media, for sure it is. You get more waves of people that, you know, want to come in and say this or that or the other that's why i kind of steer away from it to be fair i have created a very toxic environment on my tiktok by engaging in political discourse Mm -hmm. and uh by debating and when you debate baby you got to be tough to be in these debate streets right right you have to really when i say thick skin i mean you got to have some like tan mom level thick skin to be in these tiktok debate streets I, I've been I mean I've been called a faggot a lot of times in life, but never as many times I've been called a faggot in a TikTok lie. Right. And I'm like And it's, it's such a like it's such low hanging fruit because it's like, oh okay. Yeah, you what, got what, me. I'm yeah, plot woo, twist. Yeah. I'm so scared now. Like, what is that gonna do? Like it doesn't do anything. I've also I've I've only ever been threatened to be killed in a TikTok live. Wow. I've had a few people threaten to kill me. Wow. Because you get them so mad, you get them like if you get these homophobes or these these racists so riled up right. when they're when they when they when they're left with nothing else because calling you a fag didn't work and 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 the, and the chat is now against them and and all of their intimidation tactics none of them have worked then they're like all right then I'm gonna I'm going to kill you yeah straight up I will I will fuck you I will fucking kill you and I was like this is a lot and you said it on camera right so drop that IP address so I can find where you are honey. You know, there's something I admire a lot about you that not everybody has. I definitely don't have, and it's Gout. something I want that. <laughs> but it's your ability to just be so level in all conversations. And, like, you don't ever really have to raise your voice or, or get incensed about things. You're able to just take what people say. You have digest that. It. I don't. I wish I had what you have. Like, you don't strike me as a screamer. Really? Well, you know, I mean, I go off on, like, my sandwich, and I'm like, Bleh! Yeah. But like you, you are able to just let stuff roll off your back, and like, I it, it's something that's very admirable. Well, thank and, you. And I think a lot of I, there's people that think that they have that that don't have that. Well, I've been in the podcast with Monet Exchange for about six right. years, which is right. itself an infuriating experience. <laughs> experience. So I have been bullied and gaslit at work. So Damn. for now, so and that's for you know hours at a time when we're trying to do a podcast. So right. for like twenty minutes during a live, like what does that mean? But also, I mean, there's a lot going on into it. One, I don't know that I. It's not healthy for me to scream because I, I I've had I've had nose and I've had th- surgery on my on my throat. I see. So I really fear talking loudly for fear of losing my voice or losing your job with Madonna because it, I mean hello honestly and it is easy for me. There have been times where I will sneeze and lose my voice. And I'm not even getting a strong sneeze. Something gets twisted in there and I can't talk for like, you know, about 15 hours. Uh-huh. And that's wild to me. So I've, 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 I've figured out how to like level myself out. And I think that uh, maybe, you know, not drinking and doing drugs helps too. Yeah. I would think that would help. Yeah. Because <laughs> a lot of y'all don't know how I did not realize, you know, I, I, America runs on Duncan. Maybe Hollywood runs on coke. Right. Like right. these these people are coked out. Out of their gourd. Yeah. Everyone's you think everyone's on Olympic. No, bitch. Everyone's on Coke. Cocaine. All of them. Right. 
It is wild. Yeah, I watched some of the videos of some of the girls even. like, and I, I mean, I don't need to point a finger because you, all you have to do is just open up Instagram and you can look and you're yeah. like, what is this behavior? You seem more excited than usual. Right? You seem, and, and it's not even just giving Coke. It's almost giving like the return of bath salts in a way. It's, and we know, we know. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. the one, that one yeah. video of that one girl. Doing too much. Doing too much. I want to do less, as Same. little as possible. Also, cocaine seems like one like an expensive habit to have. Uh-huh. Um, I just I, I've never to be fair, I've never done Coke though. Uh-huh. So I can't vouch for how good or how bad it is because I've never done Coke, but it just seems exhausting. It's doing Coke seems like too much to me. Did you ever watch Cheech and Chong movies? No. But I keep getting Cheech and Chong ads on um X. You oh, formerly yeah, yeah, known yeah. as Twitter. New Twitter. They keep giving me all these fucking Cheech and Chong ads. I'm like, I don't smoke weed. Are you getting them too? I'm not getting them, but I'm thinking about the Cheech and Chong thing where the lady comes out, the guy comes out with a tray of Coke, but it's not really Coke. He's put Ajax on the thing. <laughs> and the lady just goes, oh, yeah. And she pulls a straw outside and she like snorts this line and she goes, oof, 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 oof. And like she keeps, she goes, that's good shit. Let's take a break. You have to see it. It's so good. Is that chilled? Yes. Okay. But I will drink a room temperature soda. You will. I was raised drinking room temperature. My, my, my mother never put uh, beverages in the fridge. Okay. So I, I will. I will drink. People think it's crazy. I will drink a room temp soda in a second. Yeah. My my partner. He'll he'll he doesn't mind. He's like it doesn't bother me at all. And I'm like, why? He's like well, that's just how we were raised. Literally like, makes no difference. I will chug a room temperature, even slightly above room temperature. Really. Coca Cola. If I drink out of a can and I set it down and I come back to it and it's like warm or it's like room temperature, I'll throw it away. That is wild. It's, it's piggish is what it is. And the reason I do that and the reason I'm piggish is because um, I'm an only child and I had a single mother. So I got kind of whatever I wanted oh, in yeah, a way. Oh, scans. Even though she was like, you know, working her ass off to make it happen and we didn't have a pot to piss in, but she, I never seemed to sacrifice anything. Do you talk to yourself? Oh my gosh, yeah. Yeah, only children talk to themselves a lot. You'll be, if you have a friend who's on each other, even by the way, when they're in the room with other people, Mm -hmm. they'll be like, I I gotta make sure that I'm, um, oh, 100%. Folk, by the way, answer, question, all alone, yep, in a room full of people, Mm -hmm. unhinged behavior, and convince myself that like what I was gonna do is probably not what I should do. So let's just change, let's just do this instead. Is being an only child, is it lonely? I, you know what? Not really. Like, I think when I see, like, my partner has, like, what? Davy has seven, six, six siblings. Woof. And they all, like, love to play pranks on each other and do all that. I don't like that kind of shit. I don't, don't, don't trick me. Don't jump behind a door. Yeah. Don't do any of that. Have I you seen those YouTube couples that are, like, the whole page, like, we prank each other. And it's like, Mm-mm. but also, whenever I see the prank, it's always, like, um something like the guy will be doing something like, my wife walks through a door, and then when she walks through the door, I just douse her in paint. Right. Cover her in paint. I don't get why and I'm that's... like, I don't think that's a prank as much as it's just an assault. Right. And then the lady will do a prank, and she'll literally just be like, Shh. and her husband's like in the kitchen, like baking or something, uh-huh. and she'll just walk up with a cookie sheet uh-huh. and just smack him over the head like like Stone Cold Steve Austin right. on the WWF. And I'm like, guys, these aren't pranks. No. You're just assaulting each other. Yeah. You're hurting people. How is that how is that Yeah. Ex- like ex- I feel like a prank is like a call a phone call <laughs> or or something like that. You won the lottery. Yeah. Not like how can, how much physical pain can I inflict or how much can I inconvenience or ruin your clothes or right. make you have to Take after imagine if you imagine if you just showered, right? And you you're in your towel and you walk out and your partner hits a button and then just flour falls all over you. Right. We're not laughing. Nobody's I don't find any of that funny. The the pushing the face and the cake. Are you you're Mexican? Uh-huh. My, my ex is Mexican and he's like, it's kind of a thing. He, he's like, I hate it, but it is we a Mexican it. thing. It is they, a thing, but my family doesn't do it. I 
that. And we are back with Bob the Drag Queen, who I am praying is building up a really, really good belt. Yeah, I think I need one more Diet Coke to get it, because I've been yeah. squelching them the whole time. Right. Dip. Yeah, we need another Diet Coke or uh, Red Sugar, Bull? Sugar-free Red Bull. Sugar-free Red Bull. Yeah. Yeah. I went I went to the drive-thru the other day, and I ordered uh, a Diet Ginger Ale for my mom, because if you go to Jack in the Box, they have that 100 flavor thing where you can get any drink Obsessed. done anyway. Yeah. And the guy goes, here you go. What flavor of ginger ale did you want? And I said, oh, just diet ginger ale. And he goes, but what flavor yeah, is the ginger ale? And I'm like, yeah, diet That diet just means like there's no sugar. And like he didn't get it. Like it was a back and forth thing. And that is so hard for me. Well, I'm kind of on his side here. Because you don't like ginger ale. Well, because diet's not a flavor. Right. But he said, what flavor? And I said, just a general. Oh, you want a, a plain diet a ginger plain ale. A plain ginger ale, but I want it to be diet. I'm back on your side now. See, it's so weird. I flip flop too because... I just realized the other day, as much as I don't like all that mayonnaise on my sandwich, at home I like to make tomato sandwiches on toasted sourdough bread, and I need a grip of mayonnaise on it. So why am I okay putting a grip of mayonnaise on my own sandwich, but I got pissed off when the lady made my sandwich with a lot of mayonnaise? Because you're a complicated woman. Because I'm complicated. And that's fair. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, for example, there are things that when, when on the rare occasion that I will- uh, Occasion. Cook, that I will cook at home. And the only thing I can make is- uh, I can make uh, noodles, but they're nice noodles, though. Okay. They're what's, not like just some- What's a nice noodle, So though? I take a peck of uh, ramen. Okay. <clears throat> there it is. That's what I've been waiting for. That's what I've been waiting for. That was, was it. I was myself. All right. Yeah. <laughs> like hot dog water. Um, was it hot? What did you eat today? Nothing yet. Not a, not a bite. You got to start with something, bite. Bob. Do you eat I eggs? Know. Do I what? Do you eat eggs? I love eggs. You should get some uh, a pack of six- um, boiled eggs at Walmart and then you could just That's a Walmart in LA? Well I don't know I live in the suburbs This is true You know how long I have to drive for a Walmart? I know for boiled eggs because you don't want to boil your own eggs that's cooking No and and boiling eggs is a science It is because they'll turn green Yeah and nobody wants that The thing about eggs though is you can eat eggs but there comes a point where you're aware and you're like this tastes too much like eggs Oh 100% you kind of have to turn your brain off where you're like, eggy. whoa, this is too eggy. It's like eating fish when people say like, um, <laughs> oh, Lord. Oh, Lord. The ghost is here. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Were you scared? Halloween's right around the corner. She said, here you go. Just but like crawling up from the ground. Literally. Oh my god, I scare easily. Do you really? Which is really upsetting because like when people see me in public, they'll come up to me and be like, um because they want to be respectful. Sure. Like a scream doesn't scare me, but it's like the quiet. It's when something's not there. So when something's there and it was not there a second ago, uh-huh. that's when it scares me. I was walking in my neighborhood and this woman saw me and I just felt this little hand tap me. Mm-mm. And I I jumped like this. And scream! I do this all the time. People sneak up on me. I am startled whenever the elevator doors open and there's a person there. Oh, I don't like it. I don't know why it, it startles me every time. I'm like Jesus! Like it just startles me. So, um, I want to talk about um, I want to talk about the show. We are here mm-hmm. um, because I, it's such an elevated experience. You know, we see uh, Drag Race is huge. It's very beautiful. Queen of the Universe, very beautiful. The production value. But there's something about We Are Here that's obviously completely different because it really makes a connection with people. And it doesn't come off as produced. It's it's really people's lives. Yeah, it's drag drag queens existing alongside mere mortals. Right. Which we don't see. Right. Like drag queens and, and, and muggles... (laughs) so to mm-hmm. speak, in the same space. You don't really see that on Drag Race because the people who aren't drag queens are on a dais or on a, a panel right. 50 feet away. You never actually interact with them. Right. Or people who aren't drag queens are being turned into drag queens, which does happen on We're Here. But we're also existing in the town amongst people who don't necessarily agree with us. It is drag in the wild. It is uh, free-range drag, right? which I feel like we don't see a lot of. And I, I got to admit, we're here, I, I did three seasons, and now um, uh, Mom's very own Jade Essence Hall um, is, is uh, one of the uh, right. one of the, the new hosts, along with um, Priyanka and um, Sasha Valore. And um, you, you're, you're really out in the wild doing drag amongst people who don't necessarily agree with what you're 
saying or what you're doing or even you existing in general. So it, it is a very different experience than what we're used to getting in in um in RuPaul's Drag Race or Queen of the Universe or even these like scripted shows like um like uh AJ and the Queen or mm-hmm. um or uh these like little little spots we do on TV shows like iCarly and you've seen the drag spots on sure. different TV shows. Sure. Yeah. It's Lucifer. And how does that transition happen like from from this uh, uh group of mentors to the next group of mentors? Is there something like do you get We to haven't talk a, to we them? haven't had to have any um we haven't had an opportunity to have any actual crossover. Okay. Um I haven't um I mean I I I I did talk to Sasha Valor on the phone. Um and uh, and I was like hey, and, but outside of that I haven't I haven't um we haven't we haven't reached that point yet because mm-hmm. we're also we're all doing our own things I'm I'm uh, getting ready to go back on tour with Madonna, right. um, Eureka and Chandler doing what they're doing and then of course uh, the three new hosts are creating a very intense reality TV show like uh, not reality unscripted unstructured reality show and the thing about like an episode of Drag Race is roughly two days an episode right more or less an episode of We're Here one episode can take up to 15 days. Wow. Usually it's around like nine, but it can take up to 15 days to film one episode of that show. I didn't even think that. It is grueling. Wow. It is a real, they they will put us in drag, put us in a swamp. We have been on top of mountains, well, mesas, mesas, not mountains. We have been in, at a a monster truck show, at a rodeo, Mm -hmm. um, on a 4th of July parade. Like we've done, we've done it all in full drag right. in conservative towns. Yeah, and you've seen. I mean, you've been in mostly conservative places. What about this new cast? Would you say that they're like entering it in like an even more hostile environment? Oh, baby, baby, baby! It's twenty twenty three. Right. I I can't imagine that uh the the that the the vibe for queer people, especially drag, which is trying to be outlawed, um, in certain places. I, I can't even imagine what the, what they're walking into. I think um, Priyanka tweeted out uh, first day of filming. I've only been called, and I've already been called a faggot. Wow! And I was like, just once. Yeah, <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean. Yeah, I guess they're, I, I tweet everyone's being nice. Yeah, this your season. ticker's not working yet. Exactly. Yeah. Um, you, you get your punch card on the tenth faggot. You get you get it. You get it renewed for us of another season. <laughs> <laughs> you get your name on the Emmy. Exactly. Um, but no, that it, it it is really it is. It, I can't even imagine what they're uh, dealing with right now. All over on the on the set of we're here when they're out in the world it it, it, it can be scary mm-hmm. but you, there's also security and like a camera crew so there's a sense of like safety but also a sense of it's also kind of terrifying as well sure who are the scariest americans you know granbury texas was the scariest town i've ever filmed in it was the okay. first time i ever thought to myself i actually want to i i was like Fuck this town. I don't even want to finish this. This is genuinely, I feel scared for my life. They doxed us. They threatened to come burn us. Um, but overall, the scariest Americans, and my you think it's like a big redneck named Bubba from Alabama, but it's the more innocent looking. Mm-hmm. The tears of a white woman can burn down an entire village. Mm-hmm. Truly, the, the tears of one single skinny blonde Young white woman can wreak havoc on entire. I mean, that's basically how the the um, the Tulsa uh, the burning of Tulsa started. One white woman was like, oh, he, he looked at me funny, right. and they destroyed an entire town. Right. Yeah. So you know, um, I, what I really stand for on on TikTok and Twitter is white people dragging other white people for their messiness. Right. Even like the like the white allies are like, we've had it. <laughs> Even we're sick of your white nonsense. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So have you heard about Montgomery? I have. I have. And and a lot a lot of white folks in the chat and be like, what we're not gonna do is. Because the black folks are doing the work, but a lot, even even a lot of white folks are like, not, "What do you mean if the roles were reversed? This is literally fucking right. Alabama, baby. Like the last slave ship that ever came to America was in Mobile, right? In, in Alabama. So we're not gonna act like there isn't some chance that you know." It's just like, you know, we're in 2023 and you, you would, you wouldn't think, I don't know why I say you would think, but like, 
the hypocrisy of mm-hmm. all of it and the fact that it's just sitting there and that, that they have to like create these narratives that well let's figure out a way where th- where we could be victimized by this and it's like you're victimizing all these people like you're doing this over and over this country was built this way yep. it's not falling apart it's going exactly the way it was built i gotta be honest in 2023 if you get on tiktok twitter instagram uh and you make like a, a hot take on trans people um, about how they're like like Neo recently was like if you're if you want to be a lemon or whatever it says something if you want to be a grapefruit you can be, I can't remember what he said something I, I identify as a as a cookie right right all that those. if you get on the internet and you make some hot take against trans people just to like make your point or just to for the sake of argument I hate you. Yeah, Honestly, for the sake of argument. A curse on you. I'm not even kidding. Like, I curse I you. I, I curse agree. your family. I hope for, that you have hardship, uh, hunger, discomfort, uh, poverty, uh, sickness. I really, I genuinely hope that for you. Because mm-hmm. you have perpetuated and joined the conversation and allowed a marginalized group, even more marginalized than you, to accept the brunt of the patriarchy right and honestly i hope something bad happens to you i yeah. really do and i don't care if it does and i don't feel bad about it i i curse people now i love to curse i people. don't blame you i mean i just this this whole this whole thing too like i mean this is such a not even in the same comparison but i talk about when i go places and like uh go shopping and then the quote karens that are like uh i know that they know that i'm homosexual you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And I and I think they think you don't belong here. And I find it just even in like a strip mall. I was talking about going to Home Goods because I now have a house to put stuff in. And they kind of like look like, well, what are you doing in here? You don't belong in here. And I'm a lady. You should help me. And I'm tired of why do I have to give you chivalry? Like, well, it's actually all it's all boils down to patriarchy, which is why I say people are like you can't compare these things. I'm like, actually, the source. It all goes to the same place. Right. It's all coming from one place and it's going in different directions, but it does reach back to this one thing. But my new thing now, especially, I'm telling you, Delta, get into it, curse people, especially if they're religious. If they're, I'm not even religious. I don't even believe in curses. I'm not a witch or anything. Mm-hmm. But when you curse someone and you make it, you say things and like, each like, like make it feel really intense to them. And like, and they, because they believe it so much. Now right. you, have a little bit of the dis like you don't you have a, a monochrome of the discomfort I had to have being around you when you said what you said and now you think something bad is going to happen to you so in, in theory you kind of are actually cursed because yeah. you're creating the scenario now where you don't get to win EBBL Shando and I thank God let's take a break you gotta get into cursing fucking you know what it probably would scare the shit out of people. We are back with Bob the Drag Queen. We're burping. We are, uh, well, you're not complaining. I'm just talking about how you're so level about everything and I admire you so much. I'm like, I, I like, I like having people come here that I'm either friends with or people that I want to be more friends with. Mm-hmm. And I just, I, I, everything about what you do, your style is always cool. Where oh, does confidence you. come from for you? For me, um, well, I have a mom who to- who who like believes that the sun rises when I wake up and it sets when I go to sleep at night. Like my mom, really got me out here believing that I am the only one, and I'm I'm drinking the juice, baby. I love that. I have been drinking the juice for a long. And you know what? If you have like a queer kid, the support of a mom when I say it goes, look at Gigi Good. Yeah. Look at Gigi Good and what she has been able to accomplish. Yeah. And, and and obviously you can you can do this without support of a mother as well. But something about how her mom makes her outfits and supports her, it is clear and it and it has really allowed her to just rock it mm-hmm. and, and have so much success. And I really believe that that, that motherly support goes a long way. Yeah. And I just have one of those moms who just really thinks I'm just my mom my mom sometimes calls me just to let me know that she thinks I'm funnier than Bianca Del Rio. I love it. I love it. You know, I too, and even uh, I, I see some kids like coming up in drag and they have this sort of arrogance. And I, I sometimes say to myself, I would rather they be arrogant 
and then figure out how to channel that into just being confident. Yeah. Because it'll come, then then not have any confidence at all. I, agree. I would rather you know what I mean? I would rather see that and go, you know, she's a little mouthy, but she'll figure it out along the way. Being humble is such bullshit. It to is me. bullshit. It, it is. Let me read you guys the definition of humble. Please and then do. You, and then you tell me. If you want this to be, because I hate whenever whenever you like do something big, you got your Emmy. I'm sure I'm I'm willing to bet the farm somebody had the fucking nerve to say, "Stay humble." Uh huh. Don't forget where you came from. Stay uh-huh. stay humble. And and they think they're like eating with that. This is definitely humble. Having or showing modest or low estimate of one's own importance. Read that again. Having or showing a modest or a low estimate of one's own self. One's own importance of low social, administrative, or political rank. Do you want that to be a word Why? that describes you? Right. That's so sad. So, no, I will not be humble. I'm not mm. interested in any way, shape, form, fashion in being humble, no. having a modest or especially a low estimate of my own importance. Right. Under no circumstances. So, yeah, I think it's easier to dial back. It's kind of like when you're, when you're in theater. It's easier to, be, to have someone to dial it back than to ask them to be like, I need more, more out of you. Oh, I so, so be, agree. To quote um, Candy Muse, let me be arrogant, baby. Yeah. Let me be arrogant. You know what I mean? Because you can dial it back, but it's hard to yeah. get it from nothing. Yeah, I agree. It is way easier to dial it back. Well, this is the part of the podcast where people write in letters. Mm-hmm. Read me, And I feature letter openers because I love letter openers. May I see it? Of course. Because to those of you listening, wow, this is beautiful. It looks like some sort of like a, uh, first of all, it obviously looks like a weapon, obviously. Yeah. But then on the other end, there's like a kind of like mother of pearl uh, type of like encased in black. Um, this is it's made in Korea and it is, it, it feels nice and yeah. yeah, this feels good. That's a good weight. That feels do you that feels nice. Do you do you, is there always a new letter opener? Not always, but this was a gift that was given to me uh recently and I'm going to tag the person that sent it to me, but it just showed up at my house. That's and fierce. It's so pretty, right? A little scary. A little scary and some of them are like super but long. But someone you knew sent to your house. No, someone I did not know. Mhm. <laughs> Hey, Delta, I love this YouTube show and I love all of the incredible observations you make that we all know but never had the words to describe. My friends and I have been wondering what would the very Delta pageant look like? What would the categories be? The interview questions be? What would the fragrance be? Um, What would be the category for scoring? Who would be the esteemed panel of judges? And what queens, aside from yourself, of course, would be the most likely to be crowned the very veriest Delta of the very Delta pageant. Love lots. Tarani in New Zealand. Did oh, they say fragrance? Yeah, they said, what would the fragrance be? Do pageants have fragrance? Fragrances? Well, there would be a fragrance category, I think they're saying, because they know how much I love fragrance. Her. Yeah, what fragrance do you like to wear? I don't like fragrances. Okay. They make my stomach hurt. Okay. If I walk into a Bed Bath & Beyond or a, uh, or a what do you call that, Lush, uh-huh. I literally start to, um, my, my, I, I it makes me have to shit. Mm. I cannot explain it, but over perfuming makes me have to shit mm-hmm. in a vicious way. Um, and I do not. I, I I try to wear the the most neutral scent as possible. So I wear scentless deodorant. Okay. Um. I I I do wash in uh various uh body washes. I don't have one that I've that I've grown mm-hmm. to yet. Although Suave has one that's pretty neutral, uh, but I do not like scents. You know what's really nice? Uh, unscented Doctor Bronner's. I love Doctor Bronner's. Yeah, they have an unscented body wash. Okay, I got to get into that jug for like sixteen dollars. Yeah, I got to get into that. I love it because when you wash with it, then it rinses so clean. Like mm-hmm. I, I have a thing where I don't like stuff that's like body wash that feels too moisturizing. Yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. You know what I'm saying? I feel greasy. I want to put the grease on after. You ever read a bottle of Dr. Bronner's? There's like a prayer. There's like a Rudyard Kipling. There's like a whole thing in it. Yes, it is weird. When I was like, what the fuck is this? Uh Uh-huh. There's a full Kipling like verse. And then there's also like, they tell you that you can dilute it and wash your fruit and vegetables in the soap. I'm good. And then you can brush your teeth, which I tried to do. And baby, it is disgusting. (laughs) I'm not doing it. It is. It is foul. I I, I took you off course from your, from your letter. No, we're right on course. We're right on course. (laughs) Um, I don't know what a pageant would look like like that. 
I mean, I think there would be, uh, I like I like something, you know, I like the 80s and 90s. So I want to see sportswear. I've seen sportswear pageants where the contestants didn't understand what sportswear was. Mm-hmm. And they came in like athletic clothing that oh, like said like uh, Dodgers. No, we're thinking like, like, a, like a Mugglerian suit. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, yeah, what we're going to go out and do for the day. Yeah, yeah, thing. yeah. Yeah. I like that as a category. And I also like a theme. So I like when pageants have the, um, the presentation is... Uh, all green. Oh yeah, or that kind of thing. <clears throat> well, if you're, I do think that if, if the category is going to be a color, we should be a little more clever with the name than right. all green. <laughs> well, you know, red and wild. <laughs> that's your theme. <laughs> well, well, okay. What would it be then? Well, if it was green, it'd be like money doesn't grow on trees. Okay. Or if it was like envy, green with envy. Green with envy. Or if it was like um, uh, mean green fashion machine. What if it was? All green. <laughs> I'd be like, I don't know if it didn't work hard. It's like naming streets in New York. Let's name this one first, right. and the second one we'll name we'll name Second Street. Right. And we're just gonna keep going count. until we get to hundred and like two hundred and ten. <laughs> they really were like, we got, we're just gonna make these streets. We're just gonna, and which I really wish they kind of done a little bit more of here in LA because uh-huh. these streets are hard to keep up with. They a lot of them don't make sense. A lot of them and don't they're make hard sense. to pronounce. It took me a while to get Coanga. Uh huh. And LA people are not chill about you mispronouncing the name. They they will let you have it if you say Kahunga. Uh-huh. They're like, I'm sorry. You're so offended. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. I'm yeah. Like, yeah. I didn't know it was pronounced Kawanga. You got me. Right. I actually heard Howard Stern say that one time. He was like doing a commercial, and it wasn't even like he was. He wasn't even like making a joke about it. He just pronounced it that way and they let it go in the commercial. And he said, Kahuenga. And I was like, No one caught that? What? Like, isn't this show in New York? Like, why are they even talking about that? But somehow it was a commercial. No one caught it. And it was like, this, of course, this is like in the 90s or something. Howard Stern once bullied me. Really? Yeah. Why? But to be fair, I low-key signed up for it. It was for America's Got Talent. Oh, okay. Me and a couple of friends all uh, got together to do um, America's Got Talent before I was ever on Drag Race. And um, we were all uh, doing this this number. And as we started doing our number, like this group in the front started being like, oh, 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 oh. We were called Glamour Beasts, all drag group. And, it was like, oh. and then they started going, boo, eggs, or something. And then everyone, in the, so then it started throwing off. People started dancing out of sync. And then people started crying on stage. Oh my God. And then we got the XXX all in a row. And then, um, sh- then Sharon Osbourne was like, "It looks like you didn't even rehearse." It's a no from me. And then Howard Stern said something like, "I would, uh, any one of you would would uh, love that. Would would like?" He, he was like, I, "I don't know. You guys weren't great, but I would I would have sex with that one." Oh. And then she was like, "I can't remember which one it was." She was like, "Well, I'm not. I would never." He was like, "Any one of you would love to have sex with me." Ew. And I was like, I don't think that you get to say that. And, and right. This is on stage. It never aired. It never aired. Probably because of they were like, Howard, we can't air this. Right. But he was like, any one of you would lo- you would well, you would want to have and you'd be happy to have sex with me. Any one of you. I had a drag race judge um tell me on Instagram that um that she like she didn't like my behavior on on my season and an extra she, special guest judge or a judge uh extra special guest got it yeah a comedian and she was like y- you should take responsibility for your behavior and i was like well you know what you're going to learn that at, now that you're attached to the show that it's really not that deep and is it the, the the very tall comedian um I don't, I don't know how tall she is, Oh, but, um, but she said, I said, you're going to learn. And she's like, well, I said this and I said that. And I said, well, you sound like you're more of a fan than a judge. Like, I don't know. Like, it is a tall comedian. Is she tall? Yeah. She's very tall. She's she, like my height. Yeah. Yeah. She got she got really belligerent about it, and I was like, okay, well, I don't know what you want me to say, but I still had I still save the screen grabs of all of it just because I was like, I don't want anyone to say that I said anything like mean to her because I I jumped uh huh yeah. Because I jumped into her conversation. I said, oh, I remember this. This was a crazy da-da-da-da-da. And she's like, well, you need to say this and you need to say that. And I'm like, well, I'm not going to say anything other than what I said. I think that down the line, she ended up being like, oh, the Drag Race? I think she tweeted out once. She was like, the Drag Race fandom is wild. I have to stop tweeting about this because I didn't realize how wild you are. Co- I, I used to be an ambassador for Coach. And Coach did an episode with, um, with RuPaul's Drag Race. And they were like, we have worked with everyone. Mm-hmm. We have worked with the biggest stars. We have worked with brands, TV shows. We've never encountered a fandom as rabid, tense, 
as the RuPaul's Drag Race fandom. Yeah. And it was all because they didn't let the queens have their purses. Dang. The queens like designed their coach purse and then yeah. they, they took them back. Yeah. And then the fans were like, how dare you <laughs> not let these queens have these <laughs> But it's like, <laughs> you got your fucking money. You do everything. <laughs> yeah, and, and they went, the, 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 and Coach was like, we've never had a response like this. Right, this was right. wild. Right. Yeah, she 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 wasn't happy, and I was like, mm, I'm a, such a fan of you. I love you. Like, I got into it with a with a I got into it with a, with a extra special guest judge one time. Really? Yeah, she um, she she kind of let me have it online. Oh, a, a misunderstanding. I, what I said was sometimes the girls on Drag Race pretend to know who the extra special guest judges are. Absolutely. And it happened to be an episode that she was there, and she and she was like, even though Bob thinks I'm a nobody, and I was like, I did not. Never Say said that. those words. Never. All, all I said was, sometimes the like I I, I can't remember how I put it. But like the like the girls on Drag Race pretend to know who the fans are, and they and and a lot of times we do not know. We are just straight up. You don't want to see Maru, so you're like yay, and then they cut down the camera. You're like, we're gonna go. You know what I mean? And um, I'm gonna I'm gonna see if I can find the exact tweet that she that she said. But I remember being like, we 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 ended up clearing it up in the end. But I was like, this is wild that you that you said this. That right. You, like came on the internet and said what you said. You know what I mean? Dear Delta and gorgeous thoughtful guest, I love the show. <laughs> And I have to shout out to your producer, Mark. He's a zaddy. Mm. What's your favorite kind of climate change denial? What is your most horrifying story about performing in the heat? Love always. Very SD muscle bear for now. That's their name. SD muscle bear. San Diego? Yeah, I think. Or South Dakota. (laughs) San Diego's closer for us. Probably. I mean, the last one was from New Zealand, so you never know. That's true. Um, do you have, oh no, I actually do have a horrifying story about performing in the heat that involves you. And it was the first time I met you and I was with Mayhem and we were in Sacramento or San Jose. Yep, I remember this for a this pride. pride. Yep. And I remember I was we- wearing a, uh, I was wearing a camouflage outfit with this big curly, uh, hair. I remember that. And you had like, uh, platform boots, like, yep, uh, with spikes on them. Yes. Yep. And I remember we were, we were doing this pride. And they said, don't worry, it's going to be so air-conditioned, there's a trailer, it's going to be great. And we walked across this field, and we this trailer, when I tell you this trailer was so old and yeah. so broken down that we already knew. And I said, where is Bob? Like, we're going to meet Bob. And you were just right off the show. And they were like, oh, she's in the trailer. And we opened up that trailer, and you were sitting on the ground <laughs> with your knees up to your chest. And you, as we opened the door, you just like looked it up and you said, hi. I'm Bob. And I said, hi, I'm Delta. And we were like, why are you sitting in here? And you were like, this is it. Let's do it. Like, and you didn't complain. You didn't say you were just like, this is, this is it. And I will tell everybody out there, any fucking pride when people say, don't worry about it. This, it's going to be great. We've the got- lie detector determined that was a lie. There, it's always going to be a lie. I just did a pride this weekend and that was a lie. There was no air. Why can't the cops have raided the stone wall on a cool autumn day? Right. Why do they have to do it in the heat of the right. summer? Imagine if the cops had raided the Stonewall on like December fourteenth. Right. Why? Woo! Why? We'd be at Pride being like, uh huh, covered up. Happy. Ooh. Uh, it's ooh. freezing. Happy Pride. It's so cold. Now we're out here like, oh, Happy Pride, everyone. Yeah. Also, you ever thought about how lucky we are that they invaded the Stonewall? Because the names of some of these gay bars. Uh huh. Imagine they if they invaded the the manhole. <laughs> The Lipstick Lounge. Yeah. The Stonewall, right? If it was a Lipstick Lounge massacre, the, the Manhole lounge. Reckoning. That could have been really embarrassing for us. Been. A lot of people died at Stonewall. No, but nobody nobody was killed. A lot of it's people. It's one of the best quotes in the ever history of the internet. Ever. And everyone always says, nobody was killed. No, she said, nobody. How? <laughs> nobody. Nobody was killed. Nobody. I love Derek Berry. I do, too. Have you seen Derek Berry drunk at the Haters Roast? No. Woo! What happens? Derek Berry did the Haters Roast. And she was plastered, plastered, and they couldn't get her off stage. Stop! They could. You have. I'm telling you, watch it from beginning to end. It is a someone needs to like dramatize it and recreate it and film it. I found the tweet, by the way. Okay, tell me. Hey, that one queen. That's my Twitter name. 
I retweeted your comment about being an unknown and was shocked and surprised to find out that lots of people who watch RuPaul didn't know who I, who I am. Um, imagine my joy and surprise. Thanks for helping to reveal this to me. I pray you have a blessed day. Okay. And I was like, I did. I just don't feel like I ever called you an unknown. I just feel like I said the fans on Drag Race pretend to know who the guest judges are a lot, which is just true. As from two people it's who are on true. Drag Race, I did it. Yeah. I did it with um those two little supermodels. Uh, Gigi Hadid and Chanel Amon. Yeah. I don't, they're very famous. I just didn't know who they were. I that doesn't mean they're not unknowns. Right. I just didn't know who they were. I don't watch your show. I don't I don't know. And I pretended to know because I was polite. Right. It's exhausting. I mean, I think also too there's that there's the idea that you know you're on when you're on Drag Race you're a cast member as well as a contestant. Mm-hmm. We're making television. We're making television. So it's easier to say Hey, you know, when when Rue comes in, make sure you go up. Like, not that you're not excited, but we want to see the excitement from everybody across the board. Yeah. We want to feel like you're judging me today. Oh my gosh, my favorite supermodels here. <gasps> How did that even happen? Like, yeah, and, and a lot of times, even even if they don't say it, you just kind of know. Like, right. it's kind of like when o- Oprah rose for applause. Right. So Oprah says it in a way that you know you're supposed to clap. Right. Oprah go today. We have. Tom Cruise. The way she's saying it, you go, oh, I clap now. Right. I have so, to cartwheel. So when, Ru- so when RuPaul says the name of the extra special guest judge, based on the way she's saying it, you know I'm supposed to be excited. The more you do along the way, the quicker the episode's going to be done filming. <laughs> You're yeah. going to get all, you get to go home. But you get to go me, back and to that, me and that lady, uh, we reckon, I was like, I never called you an unknown. Now you kind of like. I just called you an ugly loser. Okay. So get it right. Uh, this blew by really, really fast. Oh yeah, this are, like, we, are we done? We're done. This, this is was, it. This was really fun, simple, and I just want to give a big shout out to uh, mom. Um, this what y'all have here is so cool. It's fun. We have a really, really good time here. We're really, really lucky. awesome. Congratulations. Thank you. Did you want to take uh, that dressing with you as well as a gift? You or? know what? I really, I don't. I'm not, You're okay. I'm not, but I do want one of these cookies. Oh, I want you to have all of them. Open it up. Yeah. Are there Are there any in there? Shake it. Nothing in Hollywood. Where is are our cookies? Oh, you know, we do have a kitchen here, though. Does it have uh, a pirouette? pirouette cookies in it? Thank you all for listening and watching Very Delta. And a hello to everyone on YouTube. Subscribe to Mom Podcast so you don't miss an episode, please. Also, search for Very Delta on your podcast apps, where we come out every Monday, as well as here on the Mom Podcast YouTube channel. And don't forget to subscribe to the Mom Plus of your choice for even more Very Delta. You can send all your questions to readmedelta at gmail.com, and you can follow me on Instagram at DeltaWork. You can also follow follow the show on Instagram and TikTok at Very Delta, because if you're not, you're only getting half the Delta. Where can people find you on social media? Uh, Go to all your social media type in Bob the Drag Queen. Go to BobTheDragQueen.com. And if you want to see me, go to SeeTheDragQueen.com. And, of course, my new uh, stand-up special, Woke Man on Address, is is available. You can go to WokeManOnAddress.com. Join me next week right here. And until then, make sure you are keeping things very funny. This episode of Very Delta was brought to you by Orange Diamond, the official emoji of the Very Delta show. To listen to Very Delta one day early and ad-free, sign up for Mom Plus at mompodcasts.plus. Very Delta is produced by Moguls of Media, a.k.a. Mom. Hosted by Delta Work and produced by Mark Jacobs. Engineered by Margot Padilla and editing by Doug Robertson. Executive produced by Willem Belli, Alaska Thunderfuck, Big Dipper, and Joe Cilio. 